0: The Pat Kenny Show
1: with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.
0: Well, now I want to introduce you to the author of a new book, self published, and with the title The Girl with Special Knees. Yes, that's right. Special Knees. It's a wonderfully written novel. It's based very much on her own experience as the mother of Lauren who has a very rare syndrome, CDL or Cornelia de Lange syndrome. Eleanor O'Kelly Lynch has travelled from Dungarvan to be with us and is with me now. Eleanor, good morning and welcome.
1: Good morning, Pat. Delighted to be here.
0: I was alerted to your book, which, as I said, is self-published. You're a one-woman band in terms of publishing because you wrote to me and I was intrigued and here you are.
1: Great. Delighted. (laughs) You responded, Pat.
0: Because the book is, is, uh, it's very moving, number one. Um, But tell me about your own experience, which eventually, when you found yourself with a little time on your hands, gave birth to this book.
1: Yes. Well... I always wanted to write, Pat, from a very young age um, and we all know life gets in the way and we don't have time. Um, So in latter years, um, I looked back. Now, I have a child, as you said, Lauren, um, who has Cornelia de Lange syndrome, and I wanted to write about that but I wanted to write about her story. And my real motivation in writing this book was I wanted to give her wings. I didn't want it to be a misery memoir, but I wanted to take her or transport her because Lauren can be very distressed. She can she can be um, very withdrawn. Um, she's good days and bad days, but the syndrome is quite a cruel, quite a grim
0: syndrome. Yeah. Now, it, so, it is very rare. One in 10,000 births yeah. might give rise to CDL. Um and as you say, it varies. But when you say it's grim, it it is size limiting. It's not necessarily life limiting in terms of your lifespan, but it certainly is activity limiting. Absolutely.
1: Limiting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lauren was born. She was only three pounds, five ounces. So um, her hedge was very small, um, really their their growth is stunted over the years Um, so she's still quite small she looks like a nine year old really um, at this stage even though she's 30 Um, and then you know in various different ways behaviourally intellectually um, socially socially you know they all suffer in some way you know they could be on the autism spectrum Uh, sometimes there are upper limb abnormalities Um, sometimes there's heart effects there's hearing loss Um, there's speech loss I mean Lauren cannot speak Um, she's still in nappies you know so so there are varying degrees, I suppose, of the syndrome. But it really, it can affect every part of the child's life.
0: In terms of communicating with Lauren, I mean, do you know when she's happy, when she's content? Are there things that she likes to do?
1: Yeah, there are, there are a few things she likes to do. She likes to sit on her couch. She likes to tear magazines. Um, she likes her bottle of hot chocolate. She likes to walk on a windy day. But her her loves are few, really. They're simple. She likes a long bath with nice sort of lavender and tea tree oil in it. Um, And she likes to be left alone. Um, She's not sociable. You won't get a lot of eye contact from her. Um, And that's where and often I have over the years, she has been joyless. Uh, And it is the joylessness of her condition that is the real distress. You know
0: with a child you're you're looking for feedback all the time I mean yes. whether um they're they're crying because they just want something yes. whether they're crying in yes. distress yes w- what's wrong and then you give them love and you get the response back exactly. and that's but that was absent or was absent. a lot of the time it was absent
1: and you put your finger on it there Pat because when you get feedback then there's communication going on and there's something happening. But when you don't get that feedback and when you really, you know what's wrong with Lauren, if she's obviously if she's crying or if she's distressed, you might know that she's it maybe has a pain or but it's very hard to to really communicate with her.
0: And you know nothing, therefore, about her interior life what exactly. is going through her head.
1: Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who
0: knows? Yeah. Now, you, you would mourn at the loss of her childhood mm-hmm. and then you mourn the loss of her adulthood because yes. it won't be yes. the natural course for yeah. a young woman.
1: But you are absolutely right, Pat, because when she did become, a, when she came to 18, I, I I did, I was very upset because I felt I was now going to be mourning the loss of her adulthood, the life that she should have had and that she could have had. But then again, you have to just manage your expectations. You know, you learn that over the years.
0: So you decided that uh, you were going to in some way convey uh, Lauren's story. Uh, But tell me how there was a little thing that precipitated the fact you were forced to write something.
1: Yes, well, I suppose... As, as I was sitting on the couch one day with my sister and I, I, I had said to her as Lauren was injuring her face which she did regularly um, I said Lauren has a miserable life really um, and she said well who knows um, maybe there's another universe out there where she's living where she's having a ball you know the multiverse that notion that we get second chances to live alter- you know, alternative lives um, simultaneously and I thought oh that's That's such a fantastic idea. I'd love to think that Lauren was somewhere else having a ball and having adventures and that stuck with me and and I looked it up afterwards and it's not all science fiction. Um, There is some sort of, you're a science man, Pat, you might know this, that there are, you know, there's research done that there can be different dimensions and that we can live in different dimensions uh, simultaneously. So I thought I'm going to transport Lauren into another world. I'm going to let her slide into adventure, but it had to be a hero's journey rather than just fun and games. I didn't want her to have just fun and games. I wanted to have meaning and I wanted her to be changed at the end of it. You know, the Grimm's fairy tales and Hans Christian Andersen, those tales of, you know, Men and girls, women marching over the hills and the dales with their swords and their shields, and they're fighting against the three-headed dog. You know all these wonderful tales. I wanted her to have that sort of hero's journey. Um, and so that was it. I I was at the writing course in shirkin Island, and I thought, here goes. I'll write that first page. She said, yeah. "You have to write what you came down here for." Um. And that was it. I wrote so the first. So you wrote page. the first
0: page, and then it took off.
1: And then that was it. Then I knew. Then I had a character. I knew then. I, I knew then that I was her voice now, and that I could sort of um, tell her story, her interior, as you said, Pat, her interior life. I could tell her mm. story.
0: Now you've given your character a name, Doll. Doll. Why?
1: Yeah. Well, I think. I don't know really why. Is well, doll. First of all, because she's small, like a doll, yeah. um, and that was that was the main reason. You know, you just kind of take the first name that comes into your head and ran with that.
0: The the structure of your book is great because there are uh, it's a family basically, yes. and they are all given a voice, and each voice is very different. Yes. Now, uh, doll is maybe to the superficial observer. Is, has nothing to say. Yes. She's not thinking anything. The doll in your book is <laughs> feisty.
1: Yes, she And is. wants to
0: give people a kick and cannot.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, she makes a good attempt at it. Yeah. You know that pow? She, the
0: bookeroo isn't the that bo-ca-roo. what it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, the, the, the pow. And then there is uh, uh, a sister. Yes. Who is a typical turbulent teen.
1: Yes, exactly. Stroppy yes. is the word. Stroppy, yes. Yeah, a bit of a rebel.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there's a, a Miss Trout in your book who's one of the teachers and, you know, this child, Andy, would drive the teacher mad. Now, maybe the teacher deserves to be driven mad, <laughs> yes, but yeah. she gives her something. Yes, to, yeah. yeah.
1: And I think Andy has her own thing going on there as well, because it can happen that with a child with a disability in the house, the siblings can get a bit lost and can get a bit forgotten. And I wanted to explore that for her character.
0: Yeah. Um, And there are moments in it, you know, where she's being bold, shall we put it that way. And her dad has to pick her up and she really wants to give her dad a hug and say, sorry. But being the age she is and the attitude that she has, she just can't bring herself to do it. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now, the dad, Mm. (laughs) you're at pains (laughs) to point out that um, this book is, is loosely based on your own experience, but this family is not your family. And reading the dad's voice... I can see why. Yeah. <laughs> Explain.
1: Well, I suppose Dan believes he's a bank manager and he believes really in being the strong silent type. So he kind of keeps on keeping on. That's his thing. He doesn't really want to discuss things. That's t- Should I am I allowed to say that might be typically a male thing, you know, that men maybe don't talk about there. And he's just impatient, I think, with his wife and feels we should all just move on and, you know, not be miserable and not. So um, but then again, he's I I modeled him on Kevin Bacon because I think Kevin Bacon's gorgeous. So (laughs) I wanted somebody that I'd fancy myself. (laughs) So um, so he's he's handsome and um, yeah, women like him, so yeah, his head is turned.
0: Yeah, and we won't mention uh, who in the bank might <laughs> yes, have turned his head. The floozy. <laughs> um, th- then something happens. No, I don't know how much more you want to tell um, people of how Doll's journey then really begins.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, the hard thing was transporting her into that other world, um, Almazova. But as I say, the Nanan, the African doll, is the way I, I did that. So. Yes, the child disappears off on this magical odyssey, really, into Almazova. And meanwhile, as they say, back at the ranch, um, she's lying uh, comatose, really, in hospital with pneumonia, because really that's the shell of her is still there, ill. But her spirit um, takes flight. flight. Um, So meanwhile, while she's having her adventures along hills and valleys and meeting all these Interesting characters. Um, her parents are at her bedside. Um, so at the end of the story, well, well don't don't no, take too much. No, no, no. We, we, I have a sequel coming up as well. So maybe that tells its own so story. So the family
0: re- return.
1: Yes, the family return.
0: Right, exactly. Very good. Well, look, it's a, a terrific book. Um, it, as I said, it was self-published, and that must yes. have been quite an endeavour. It was. You know what.
1: I decided I, I, I'm not 20. I haven't time to wait around for someone to discover me. <laughs> so I'll do it myself. And Orla Kelly Publishing in Cork is wonderful and she knows all things publishing. So I went to her and that was it. She made the, the whole transition then. So to everything
0: the from the cover design, the size of the typeface, all of those things, you you were a novice.
1: A complete novice. But I got my editor and I got my Orla Kelly Publishing and I got my designer Charlie in Cork was brilliant with the design and yeah you, you just have to take one and then I got a great editor to you know to edit it to death and um yeah it's there's work in it but I did it you did and it, I'm it, and it is
0: a, absolutely a wonderful book right. and it's called the girls the girl with special knees and maybe you should explain that in case people are confused
1: well my granddaughter always referred when she was younger um, to Lauren as why she got special knees and she was always looking at her knees saying what's special about Lauren's knees and we had to explain to her that, that it was knees and my sister-in-law Anita said you need to call the book The Girl With Special Knees and I said oh no not at all but then when I thought about it I thought it's perfect really and it's um, a title that might lead people to read a little bit more you know the back mm-hmm. cover maybe
0: Well The Girl With Special Knees K.N. Yes. is published by Orla Kelly Publishing now it's available from uh, Eleanorokellylynch.ie that's, that's your own right. website yeah. uh, from Amazon from Kindle Direct Publishing from that's Ingram right. Spark, uh, Barnes yes. & Noble from selected bookstores including Vibes and, and Scribes.
1: Scribes yes and I want to mention in Glenmire where I live uh, the Silver Bow Gift Shop she, she's been wonderful Middleton Books and Isabel's Place in Dungarvan it's also stocked in those um, places Places.
0: Eleanor so. O'Kelly Lynch, author of *The Girl with Special Knees*. Thank you very much
1: for joining us. In a pleasure. The Pat
0: Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance, weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.